Yo, welcome to the first episode of Hogwarts Rejects, your one-stop shop for weird theories, fanfics, and news about the Harry Potter world. Also, where us no-letter muggle-borns come together and cry about how this place is torturing us by not allowing our wants in school and making us study maths. Anyways, my name is Shri Vidya, or if you find that hard to pronounce, call me Vidya. Now, today's a special episode since it's my first one, and also because we're going to be diving into the dangerous world of fan theories. Now, I've handpicked one of the most amazing theories I found online, and we're going to be going through them together. Now, the first one takes, the, takes place in the third book, The Prisoner of Azkaban, during the trio's first divination lesson, when Professor Trelawney, the divination teacher, accidentally says that Harry is born in midwinter during the time where she's trying to prove her powers. For those of you who don't know, divination is the art of making prophecies or seeing through a sphere or predicting the future and making an absolute fool of yourself. After reading this, I actually like really thought that Trelawney is the biggest bluffer and a complete douchebag and my face just went like what because it is literally mentioned in the first book that harry's birthday is on july the 31st and that brings us back to the theory basically harry is a horcrux for those of you who don't know what a horcrux is it is basically an object in which a piece of a person's soul is sealed in the hopes of becoming immortal now, Lord Valdi had made six of these horcruxes knowingly, but when baby Harry overpowered Valdi, Valdi unknowingly parted with the seventh piece of his soul, which ended up going into baby Harry and made him a horcrux. Another thing you should know before I explain the theory is that Voldemort was born on December 31st, aka midwinter. So the theory basically states that Trelawney was not bluffing or being her usual weird self, but actually saw the piece of Voldemort inside of Harry instead of Harry himself. Shocking, isn't it? Now, the second one refers to the second book, The Chamber of Secrets, about the Chamber of Secrets. Now, a quick brief about the Chamber of Secrets. There's a lot of Chamber of Secrets. The chamber was built somewhere in the 9th century by one of the founders of Hogwarts, Salazar Slytherin. Slytherin was a deep hater of Muggleborn witches and wizards. Muggleborns not being from wizarding ancestry made Slytherin want to rid the school of them. The other three founders, Godric Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, and Rowena Ravenclaw, however, did not agree to this decision, and this caused a huge fight between Gryffindor and Slytherin, and Slytherin left for good. Good riddance. But before he left, he built a secret chamber in the walls of Hogwarts that the other founders were not wary of. Slytherin, being as cunning as usual, made sure that only his descendants would be able to open the chamber and unleash the horror within. Just a disclaimer, spoilers ahead. The horror within is basically a basilisk, a creature that goes after muggle-borns and you can get killed just by looking into its eyes. Now to the theory. Many fans wondered, definitely not this one, how the Chamber of Secrets is placed within the plumbing of Hogwarts, 
when the chamber itself was built way before toilets or sinks were even invented. Just info, Slytherin and the others apparently lived during the 9th century, way before even the idea of toilets came. This led some fans to believe that other de descendants of Slytherin helped protect the chamber. This theory is actually confirmed by Rowling herself. She posted an article on Pottermore stating that this was actually true and a descendant of Slytherin named Corvinus Gaunt actually made sure that the chamber could still be accessed after all the plumbing was installed. That is some dedication, Corvinus. Hats off to you. Okay, if you thought that was it, I got some more for you. If you have read the fourth book or watched the fourth movie, The Goblet of Fire, you might remember this scene where Barty Crouch Sr. is telling Harry that he will have to compete in the tournament. Well, if you haven't or don't even know what I'm talking about, let me explain. During Harry's fourth year at Hogwarts, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity came knocking on the castle's door, the Triwizard Tournament. The Triwizard Tournament is basically a competition between three schools of magic in Europe, Bobatons in France, Durmstrang in Bulgaria, and Hogwarts in Scotland. This is basically a test for your nerve, daring, and proficiency in magic. Each school selects one champion through a completely fair way, the Goblet of Fire. Students who want to participate above the age of 17 can write their names on a piece of parchment and put it into the Goblet of Fire. And one day later, the Goblet picks one name from each school and they are selected to be the school champion. I'm not going to reveal the plot to you this time, but all I can tell you is that someone accidentally put Harry's name in the Goblet and got him into trouble. Only the headmaster, and later his friends, believed that Harry was innocent. If you saw the last scene showing Mr. Crouch telling Harry that he will have to compete, as putting your name in and getting selected is like a magical contract, thus he will not be able to withdraw from the Triwizard Tournament. For you to be able to understand the theory completely, let me take you to the sixth book. In the sixth book, Mother Malfoy goes to Snape to help her protect her son, Draco Malfoy. There, her sister persuades Snape to make the unbreakable vow. The reason it's called the unbreakable vow is that if you break it, you die. Now, after running around the whole world, we've come back to our destination. So the theory basically states that when you put your name in the Goblet of Fire, you not only plunge yourself in deep danger which you cannot handle, it also seals you in a version of the Unbreakable Vow, which is why you can't just withdraw yourself from the so-called tournament, which is just a shortcut to death. Which is why Mr. Crouch did not let puny Harry withdraw from the shortcut to death. Guess what? I got one more. But before I get into it, I want to introduce you to today's sponsor, CapCut. CapCut is an online video editing software which allows you to edit, make, and save videos right on your phone. It's so easy to get both on the Play Store and App Store. And the best part, it's completely free. It has all sorts of templates to enhance your voice or videos to make it look like it was edited by a professional. Okay. That's it. If you're bored to death by now, you can kindly press the escape button and leave. Just kidding. Attendance is mandatory for all my viewers. 
The last one is kind of short compared to the previous ones I've explained. It's about Harry finding the platform. If you don't know what platform I'm talking about, it's called Platform 9 and 3 quarters, the station where you board the Hogwarts Express. To get to the platform, you got to like run into a solid brick wall. Little do the muggles know, it's not a solid brick wall. It's actually the entrance to the best place in the world. Well, it takes you to the best place in the world. The barrier is between the platforms 9 and 10. Molly Weasley, the mother of seven children, Bill, Charlie, Percy, Fred, George, Ron, and Ginny. She may be the mother of seven children, but only four of them go to Hogwarts during Harry's first year. The eldest, Bill, works for the Wizard Bank in Egypt, Gringotts. Charlie tends to dragons in Romania, and the rest of the lot are still in school, except Ginny. Now, the theory. When Harry overhears Mrs. Weasley, she is talking about muggles, aka non-magical people, and where the entrance was. Isn't it strange? A person who's taken her children to the platform from the year 1981, and not to mention she went to Hogwarts herself. So the theory basically states that the headmaster, Albus Dumbledore, knowing that his family would ditch him there, positioned Mrs. Weasley there to guide Harry onto the platform. I, however, disagree with this as the Weasley family only got closer to Dumbledore after Harry started his fifth year at Hogwarts in the Order of the Phoenix. So that's all I have for you today. I've like included only four theories and that itself required so much explanation it made me realize the magnitude of the Harry Potter universe which I am so glad I could share some with you guys. If you're that curious fan or just generally curious, I've linked the sites from where I got these amazing theories. None of these theories are mine. Make sure to check out my next video where gruesome fanfics await you.